0: But why? I told you I want you to come in with me. Even as I asked, I knew the answer. I've lived with Henry as long as I can remember, and I could read his poker face, just as he can read mine. You know why, Miss Phoebe, the butler answered. It's unsuitable, I know, and unacceptable, unallowable, unseemly, unfairly. I was running out of adjectives. I took a deep breath. Unfortunately, I don't care. I need you in there, Henry. Henry raised his eyebrows at me. But he's always doing that. It's his job. He bent down to whisper, he's only a lawyer. They don't bite. Right. I stared at him with my x-ray vision. You can go without blinking for a long time if you practice. Henry backpedaled. Well, some do, if the occasion calls for it. But you're his client that makes you... The boss? Exactly. Now, I'll run down and get a tribune to keep me company. I promise faithfully not to do the crossword puzzle without you. Awkwardly patting my shoulder he abandoned me to my fate. The lawyer's hair had long since abandoned him, except for some stubborn high altitude tufts clinging to his ears. He stood up creakily and introduced himself when I walked in. Mr. Grosbeak's teeth gleamed sharp and yellow. We'll get started as soon as your stepmother arrives, the lawyer informed me. "'If you please, miss,' he gestured to a seat across the conference table. "'I hate waiting. It's not something I do well. "'But anyway,' I sat down. "'From the depths of the highly polished table, "'my small face peered up at me like a phantom. "'Gold-rimmed glasses threatened to ski down my nose. "'Waiting is boring.' "'I got up and looked out the window.' Even in the late March drizzle, Chicago's State Street bustled, limousines and town cars the size of matchbox toys jockeying to double park, bug-sized pedestrians with umbrellas scurrying faster than the cars. From 28 floors up, it was like watching television with the mute on, and about as interesting. I sat down again. Coffee, miss? Oh, forgive me, perhaps... Pop, Mr. Grosbeak asked. I shook my head. Clearly, the lawyer wasn't used to children. There we had something in common. I'd spent most of my life around grown-ups, mainly my butler, Henry, he who is never unsuitable. Mr. Grosbeak scratched notes with a fountain pen on a yellow pad. Catching my eye, he explained, "'I can't waste time at the rates I charge.' "'But aren't I paying for your time now, Mr. Grosbeak? His eyebrows lifted like Henry's, only bushier. "'Yes, in a way, that's true, though you are a minor, "'A minor. I imagined high-hoeing off to work behind the seven dwarves. "'Underage.' You won't come fully into your inheritance until you are much older. Oh, I thought for a minute. What's my new, er, stepmother like? I've never met her, but I presume she falls into the same category as your previous, er, I mean, I would prefer not to speculate. His mouth clamped shut. Mr. Grosbeak's evolutionary ancestor had to have been a crocodile. I wouldn't get any more out of him, any more than I'd gotten out of Henry. When I read about orphans and books, leather bound with color plates and raised letters you can feel on the page, they all have happy endings.